The 431st edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times your entry. That's right. Turn $5 into $500 in just one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Hi ho, Generinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode four thirty one is going out to all my fellow Canadians. Happy Thanksgiving, because yes, it is Thanksgiving weekend. Because this is the proper time to have Thanksgiving, not all crammed up close to Christmas like like our friends in the South do. So happy Thanksgiving, my Canuck friends, and welcome to the show, everyone else. Everyone's welcome. I don't care when you celebrate Thanksgiving. I'm your host, Jeff Chalks Fox. This is it. The last week of Danny White's Contender Series. But are we really sad to see it go? Because it has not been the greatest season. Not for our picks, not for the action, not for the prospects, not for Dana White's decision-making. It's It's been a, a trying season, but um, we got six fights this week, so we're getting one extra fight. Let's try to go 6-0. and oh. Let's make some money. Let's go out with a bang, and then we'll uh, have to wait around until next August to make some money off Contender Series again. So, like I said, let's go out with a bang, Let's bring in the guru of the Contender Series to help us do that. It's the one and only Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. So I, I got a lot of questions here. So uh, <laughs> maybe I don't have all that many questions. So first of all, okay. do we do we have six fights to break down? Or are we just going to glaze oh, over? Oh, yeah, we already did the one. But, but Cart and Roka, we already did. But it's at a different weight class. Does that matter? It is. And, and someone and Roka missed weight very poorly, very badly. But, but that but might have you, meant he didn't even try cutting. So, did you see the odds though on the new one? Uh, yes, of course I did. I'm a well, professional Bitt- here. Bittencourt somehow has wound up a less of a favorite, so that's weird. And uh, you know, I I uh, I, I think this, this season of the Contender Series has been worse for betting, unless your name's Yanni the Greek. And I will also oh, yeah. say it's been worse for prospects. But I will say, I went back and watched this week because I was feeling bad about Contender Series. I went back and watched a lot of the fights to say, like, was this historically worse? I think the answer is yes. But I will say, I think there's enough fighters on this this season where I'm going to be like, as we roll it back, I think we're going to be happier about it than we were at the end. Because I think Praches is good. I think Borges is good. I mean, I think any of the Peruvian dudes who won are good. I think this is just going to wind up being like a big season for like Brazil and Peru and South America. Yeah, no, it's true that maybe may maybe um, looking back, that will be the, the story of the season, right? Yeah. And I think uh spoiler alert, I'm about to tell mm. you about this episode. I think there's somebody on this season or this, uh, this episode 
who might be from one of those countries that I mentioned a second Ooh. ago, who is worth watching. Oh, really? Are there any of your guys or gals this this uh, season, this uh, week, excuse me? No, and really, actually... They I, kind I feel, of flamed out. Yeah, I feel kind of bad about this, because somebody's like, you had your... Was it... I can't, Ten, I can't I remember. Think, or, there was a I lot. Think, I think Crunch asked me, who who is... Yeah. Why haven't I heard more about your top five? Because um, originally right. I said there were five of Gumby's guys, and uh, right. two of them got hurt. Um, you know, just kind of to put it mildly, two of them got hurt. I was big on Rami Hamed, who was supposed to be on this season of Contender Series. He was supposed to fight on, uh, I think he was supposed to fight on week 10. I think he was supposed to be on this fight card. Um, and then I was also pretty big on who is the other one who got pulled? Oh, uh, Sora Rachmanov, um, who was supposed to be on season or uh, episode eight. So, like, we missed out on. Two people who I think were kind of beasts, um, largely thanks to uh, that terrible injury bug. Yep, it's true. Well, that that just is par for the course this season, right? That's the icing on the cake. Well, you couldn't expect anything more than some of your favorites not to even show up in the cage. So, anyhow, this uh, we're gonna go out with a bang, like I said, right? This is gonna be a a good episode. We're gonna make. We're, we're gonna hit we're all gonna the go, bats. We're, we're gonna, gonna go six and zero, oh, real quick. All right. And we're going to have a bunch of exciting prospects come in, right? Uh, no, I'm not going to promise you that. <laughs> no, you're not going to promise you that? Oh, well. Um, I guess we already talked about last week's enough, so we can uh, probably jump into this week's after. Actually, do you want to talk about LFA? You made some uh, LFA picks uh, for this past week, and how did they do? I, I didn't see how they did, so I'm not setting so we you went, up for anything. We went 3-1 and one, uh, and really should have went 4-1. Uh, nice. Or 4-1. and one. Um you know, bad play on the first fight of the night. De La, De La Cruz lost to Ishmael uh, Israelov. Israelov's wrestling was just a little bit too much. One on Alden Korea, one on Melissa Crodrin, one on Kevin Fernandez. By the way, sign Kevin Fernandez up for a UFC shot. That dude is legit on the mat. And we wound up losing, and a lot of us had a Crodin versus in Landry Ward parlay uh, in the Discord. Landry Ward won the main event, and he didn't somehow. Uh, God bless the judges in Texas. That's the uh, the go-to right now. Um, yeah. It, it was a huge bummer, but it should have been 4-1, and one, and instead it wound up 3-2. and two. Texas is going to Texas, so that's uh, what you get for betting on fights in Texas. You, you got to keep that in mind uh, before you make these picks. Um, hopefully you did make some money off LFA so you can go to game time and buy yourself some tickets. Treat yourself with your winnings. Game time is the place to go for that. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps and you're set. And the tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you never have to dig through your email. Well, that sounds good. Here's what you do to snag the tickets without the stress with, with game time. You download the game time app. You create an account and you use code SGPN. You get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame Bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as expected and expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. 
Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right. We did the researching for this. Now we're going to give you the picks so you can do the winning for season 10. Not season 10, week 10. Canada Series 2023, week 10, this Tuesday, 8 p.m. is when it's going down. You see Apex, six fights on the card. We'll see if there's any savages or not in Dana White's eyes. We're going to start with fight we did break down. Was it last week? This was last was week. Last week. Last we're, week, yes. Danny yeah, Bittencourt, Lucas Roca. It was at flyweight last week. Roca, he came in. What was his weight? Do you remember off the top One, of your head? 130 and a half. 130 and a half. So now they're fighting at 135. It doesn't really seem fair that he's getting I, I i thought they'd be like okay forget it you're gone um i said no, i said let shot. bin court fight another dude at 35 yeah I exactly on on ho is a big fan of, like the discords uh, i'm speaking to the yes. choir here the the discord's a yep. big fan of on ho who's a uh 125 pounder who could fight at 135 pounds on short notice give him a shot with davi bitten court like wh- yep. why let a guy who missed weight fight up a weight class a week later yeah I don't get it. All right, I'll run through the resumes quickly in case you didn't hear it the first time. Uh, Bittencourt is the black. He's 14-3, six knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. So he's been finished in both his losses. He's won 10 straight. He's not lost since June of 2021. Won his last fight via submission. Regional champion. Used to fight at flyweight. Two inches taller than Roca plus 105. I had him as a dog, Gumby. Roca, he's phenomenal. Maybe that's why they're giving him another shot. 16-1, nine knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out once. He did miss weight, as we said, badly by five pounds. His uh, last week, he's won five straight. He's not lost since October 2019. Used to fight. Somehow he used to fight down to straw weight. He, now he can't make even make flyweight. Uh, used to fight at straw weight and flyweight. Multiple region championships on his. Mantle. Correct. Get shirt sure at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. He's six years younger than Bittencourt, minus 130. My resume picks, which, by the way, are 62% on the season and up 10% return on investment. Uh, it says Bittencourt now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Bittencourt, too. And, and I, you know, I'm, I'll keep it real quick. Um, last week, I said one of them is better with a double leg. One of them is better positioning in jiu-jitsu. One of them is faster. All of them are Bittencourt. Uh, and you know, like if, if you like Roca, pretty much the only reason you like him is he's a little bit taller and he does better at putting combinations together. But like, if you're telling me a guy who is slower, worse at wrestling, worse at jujitsu and gave up his back instantly in his last fight and then missed weight by five pounds last week is going to be better. And I can have to pay, you know, favorite money on him. That's crazy. Get the dog money on bitten court here. Uh, plus 105, probably not steep enough. That would be great if we can start things off with the underdog. So there is a pick right out the gate that uh, I'd like here. All right, let's move up to lightweights. Isa Isakov versus Markel Medeiros. Um, sorry, the first fight was Brazil versus Brazil. Medeiros is American. Isakov is from Luxembourg, a flag we don't see very often. Um, all right. He's actually, tell he's you- actually Russian. He trains okay. in Belgium, has fought in Luxembourg, but he's a Russian dude. But I'm going to go with Luxembourg because we we never get to say Luxembourg that, around that's these defi- parts. It's definitely more fun. <laughs> yep. All right. Luxembourg is more fun. It's true. Uh, Madero, 7-1 with five knockouts. Never been finishing a fight. He's won five straight. Won his last fight via TKO. He's inch taller than Isakov, plus 124. 
not much else to say about him. Isakov, 10 and 2, six knockouts, two submissions. He's gone 4 and 0 and 5 and 1 over his last four and six fights, respectively. Has not lost since April 2021. Won his last fight via submission. Used to fight at welterweight minus 150. Resume pick says Isakov. I'm going to go Madeiros. Um, yeah, and, and th- this one's tight for me, which is part of why I'm going dog here. But like, Medeiros has fought a low level of competition, and so far he's looked really good on the takedown defense, and and that's really all he needs here to beat Isakov, because I think he's a much better kickboxer than Isakov. Isakov is like a power shot one-two guy, um, and most of his takedowns are like caught a kick and turned it into a takedown. I think Medeiros, knowing that, is not going to throw many kicks. He's a factory uh, X guy which means he's usually smart enough not to do something stupid um, and has his own good takedown defense. He's also like low key been pretty good offensively wrestling in the past, um, which, which bodes well for his defensive wrestling, which we've not seen terribly much about, um, but he's a rangy kickboxer. And if you've looked at each of the last two fights, Isakov was in, he was wobbled by a rangy kickboxer two fights ago he was wobbled by a guy who was not a rangy kickboxer last fight, but like hit him anyway. So like he's been wobbled in two straight fights by guys who are decent ass strikers. And I think Medeiros is actually a step better than both the guys he's fought. So the big key is, is Medeiros's takedown defense going to hold up against the guy who's better than he's fought. But like his striking seems like it's so much better than Isakov. So yeah, I'll go. I'll go Medeiros here. Uh, I'll take another dog out of the gate. All right, Gummy hasn't learned to go with my resume plays, and he's <laughs> he, you're, you're gonna gonna go down in flames. So may as well, right? Ride it out to the end. So, all right, Medeiros is his pick here. Um, where are we moving to next? We're gonna move up to middleweights. Torres Finney, American versus Yuri Panferov, who is from Russia. His nickname gives it away as well. Um, all right. I'm going to tell you about Penfera first. Nickname, the Russian polar bear. Not a normal polar bear, a Russian polar bear, which I think probably would be scarier. He is 6-0, one knockout, five submissions, so he's finished everyone. He's fight at light heavyweight. He's a pro grappler, five inches taller than Finney, plus 170. Finney is the punisher, so the punisher meets the Russian polar bear. He is also 5-0 with five knockouts. Uh, he, he won his last fight via knockout TKO, not surprisingly. He's fight at heavyweight. Two years younger than Panferov, minus 195. Resume says, go with the favorite, Finney. Yeah, I'm going to go Finney, too. You said negative 195? Uh, yes. So I, I like Finney as well for multiple reasons. Number one, man, does he seem tough. Uh, he's a guy who trains with uh, Trevor Peak. They're the only two big names out of that gym so far. A gogi combatives, uh, which nobody's ever heard of. But, like, he's super tough. My big question is, is like, what happens if Torres Finney can't hit a takedown? And I mean this on a long scale. Like, this dude sh- shoots a takedown in the first six seconds of every fight he's in. And I mean that literally. Within the first six seconds of every fight he's in, he's shooting a takedown. And sometimes that's great. And sometimes that's a little bit scary, especially if he's fighting somebody who feels like they can stuff takedowns. But the difference maker here is that even if he fails on takedowns, I think he's a better striker than Panferov because Panferov, he's like kind of the same thing. He like scores takedowns, but he like mostly does so in like clinch trips. 
um, like Sambo looking trips, uh, inside trip, outside trip, um, almost like judo throws sometimes, but not quite judo throws. And if you look at his fights, like he fought a guy who was two and five, the two and five guy just backed his ass up to the cage right away. And then he eventually got the trip and like good that he got the trip and he won the fight and whatever. But like he got backed up by a guy who's two and five as a pro. He went to go take down a guy who is zero and zero. And this is when he was like four and zero already. He went to take down a guy who was zero and zero. And the guy hipped over and, and made his takedown look like bullshit. Um, so for me, I, I there, there's things I like about Panthroff, but like, I'm just worried that he doesn't have the strength to deal with Finney. Um, and, and the biggest piece is just like, I don't think he's tactical enough. I don't think he has the striking to deal with him. Um, I don't think he's got the strength to deal with him. And in addition to all that, I have to tell you, I went back and watched some of his fights. Not his last fight, not his second to last fight, but his third to last fight. He fought Brad Imes. Do you remember Brad Imes? No, I don't think I do. I don't remember so, the name. No. Uh, Brad Imes was on the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, and uh, definitely no. He he was in the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was in the Ultimate Fighter uh, and he lost to Rashad Evans. Uh, I know him. Yeah, like a billion years ago. Um, yep. But he fought Brad Imes at 50 years old. And Brad Imes just kind of like fell over and let him beat him up. And for me, that that's kind of like indicative of Panfarov's whole career. It's just like he's not fought anybody who can stop his takedowns. Um, and I think Therese is just too strong, too tough. And it's just going to beat the shit out of him. So, yeah, give me the favorite here, Therese Finney. Just falling over and letting people beat you up. Not a good strategy. No, it's a bad strategy. Especially when you're 50. One one might argue if you're 40. I, I think he was actually 46. But, like, yeah. Yeah. It, you're an old guy. Don't fall down. Yep. Don't fall down. Exactly. Because you might break something. And then don't fall down and get beat up. That's even worse. Anyhow. Um, all right. That was middleweights yes now we're dropping down to featherweights connor matthews you might remember that name from top turtle podcast perhaps or from the my contender series last season he's from america versus yair farias from brazil and this is like i said is that featherweight tell you about matthews first so the controller is a nickname isn't that like a a job like a city job oh that's a comp controller so he's, he's a um... controller regardless he was in the Air Force. He was like an air, oh, really? traffic, air traffic controller in the Air Force. Oh, okay. All right, fine. So that's his name then. All right, so our nickname should be Podcasters, right? That would be a great that's nickname. That, that'd be a good one yes. for you. Bloggers, that's an even better name. Um, all right, Matthew, six and one. One knockout, five submissions. So he's finished everyone. Never been finished himself. He won his last via submission. Lost. Surprisingly, it was a surprise, right? He was the favorite. The uh, Contender Series first go around, right? He was, and I expected him to win. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And who did he lose to, Dan? Remind us. Uh, Francis, uh, Francis Marshall. Chris. Chris. Correct. That's, that he did. All right. He's at plus 150 this go around. Not the favorite. Faris. It's a Faris. I'm saying Faris. Faris. Faris Chosen is the nickname. 10 NO, seven knockouts, two submissions. He's won three straight fights to be a finish. He used to fight at lightweight, is or, or was a regional champ. Three inches taller than Matthews, minus 170. The resume pick, surprisingly, is the underdog, Matthews, plus 150. Well, you can go ahead and take the underdog. I'll take the favorite here. <laughs> I'm not really taking it. Are you uh, taking Faris? Faris? Yeah, I'm, gonna t- I'm taking Faris. A um, couple of reasons. 
Number one, so damn long. Uh, five foot eleven. This dude, and they don't have an official reach listed for him. No. But if he's five foot eleven, he's got to have a six foot three inch reach at least. Like he's so weirdly shaped. And I'll say this: we're we're looking at Connor Matthews, a guy who is badly dealt with jabs and straights from Francis Marshall, who in retrospect is not a good loss, right? Francis Marshall has looked bad since then. And Farias, way better jabs, way better straights, way faster of all that stuff. And that already bodes badly for Matthews. And in addition to that, I'll say this. He's good in the clinch. He's really good at scrambling. And he doesn't settle off of his back, which against a guy like Matthews, whose best things are that he's got like good jujitsu and good positioning doesn't bode well. Right. Like, so like, wh- what is he going to do? Is he going to b- outbox him? Definitely not. He didn't outbox Marshall. And I think Farias has got better boxing. Is he going to do better at jujitsu? I don't think so. Cause I think uh, Farias just scrambles well enough and doesn't sit in his place. So yeah, I'll take Farias here. Um, and I think the line on him, negative one seventy. you said is, is way too um... easy. Yep. So you choose the chosen. The chosen has been chosen by Gumby. Choose that chosen. That's who you want to choose that chosen and also choose underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 10, 100 times. I almost gave, only gave you 10 times, 100 times your payout if you go five for five. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to 500 bucks. Plus, if that's not enough for you, if you're greedy and you want even more, $100,000 Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players each week win 1000 bucks. Gumby, you have Underdog Spicy Play. You told us some UFC ones. Do they have Contender Series on here? They, do have, they do have Contender Series. And in fact, if you had tailed us on Contender Series this past Tuesday... We hit a six-time entry with three different plays uh, hitting all last week. So I'll give you a little sneak preview for this Contender Series one. I'm in on the Davi Bittencourt higher-than takedowns. I think he's going to take down Lucas Roca all the time. Scorching. So there you go. Um, So watch along. Make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to 500 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And we're also brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that is even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week and score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October, plus DraftKings is more than just NFL, more than just college football. They've got the closest, most competitive lines on UFC Vegas 81 upcoming this weekend. So get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers, once again, can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks on the NFL. That's code SGP only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 
Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus age, varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. All right, rolling right along. Choo-choo, as your other co-host would say. We're going chugging down the tracks or whatever. It's um, I guess he's got a lot of kids. They probably watch Thomas, right? That's probably why he's got trans in his mind. I mean, that that's really the only ex- explanation. He's got, like, <laughs> he's got like 42 kids. Yeah, he, he's like a Nico Price type of guy. Yep. Yeah. All right. I would call this the co-main event, but it's not. It's just the second to last fight. Or as what would what would uh, Malcolm on the baseball podcast call it and confuse his young co-host? The penultimate fight. <laughs> and they're like, what does that mean? Uh, yes, the penultimate fight. Shout out, shout out to pop- Malcolm. Shout out to Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> Love Malcolm. He, he's an old guy like me, so shout out to him. Uh, Hitson Ty Venedim from Brazil versus Andre Lima from Brazil. A couple flyweights. Lima's got a cool hat on in his topology picture. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you about Venedim first. The king. Oh, good. Another king. We had two kings fight in the UFC yesterday. Now we have another self-proclaimed king. The king is 14-1. Two knockouts, 10 submissions. So you know what side of the bread is of his is buttered. There's some analogy there. There's some expression there, Dan. Okay. You're not going to help me at all here. Are you? I'm, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to eat silence. All right. Anyhow, the King is 14, one, two knockouts, 10 submissions, never been finished in a fight. Won his last fight via TKO. Multiple reaches championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt sports. Gummy slash store. Gummy never leaves me hanging with that one. I uh, used to fight at Bantamweight. He's also a pro grappler. He's plus 190. Lima, Mascote is a nickname, which means... Mm, I don't know if I know Mascote. Mascot, apparently, oh. with an E on the end of it. Okay. So I don't know what he's a mascot for. Hopefully, maybe he's a mascot for a winner. We'll see. He's 6-0, and five with five knockouts, three straight fights. He's won via knockout or TKO. He used to fight at Bantamweight. Pretty much every flyweight we go over um, has fought at Bantamweight before. He's fought pro Muay Thai. He also is a kickboxing champion. Minus 225. Resume pick says, take the mascot, Lima. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I'm going to take Lima. Um, you know, the the kickboxing background is interesting because I actually think that Adim is the better kickboxer. I think he's the better Thai kickboxer, at least um, at least from a technical standpoint. Uh, I, I think Lima winds up being a lot sloppier than Zidadim. But he winds up being faster and super, well, definitely more powerful. Um, and also, I, I think this is kind of an interesting dynamic in this fight. And one that might definitely could burn you and definitely could make you look like a genius. Lima's offensive wrestling is super underrated. Like when he shoots a takedown, I'm actually very surprised at the fundamentals that Lima has when he shoots a takedown. I think they're really good. I think they can cause a lot of people trouble. His defensive wrestling sucks. It's really bad. Um, and I don't know what to make of that because, like, ultimately I'm going to go with Lima because I don't think Zindadim is going to shoot enough takedowns for that to matter. But, like, it's, like, an interesting dynamic where, like, a guy who's good at wrestling also sucks at defensive wrestling. Um, but, like, at the end of the day, like, also if if nobody ever shoots a takedown here because it's contender series and they want to – air it out on the mats he's faster he's more powerful he's less technical but i think like the 
the power and the speed winds up playing up. So I'll take Lima. I think that's why that combined with his affinity to wrestle versus Endedim, who probably won't shoot it. And the fact that he's good offensively wrestling. I think that's why we see him as a favorite here. So I'll, I'll take him on this one. All right. Gumby back on track, making correct picks. All right. Main event time. It is at. Why is my uh, screen changing? Here? It is at Bantamweight. We're going down for Ramon Tavares, American versus Contavius Romius, an American as well. A fun interview that Gumby had on Top Turtle last week. Um, not only is he a fun interview, uh, he has a fun nickname, which we'll get to. First, we're going to tell you about The Savage. So surely he is getting signed by Dana White. Win or lose, Tavares The Savage. Eight and two, four knockouts, three submissions. He's finished everyone except one person. And he himself, he's been finishing both his losses. So he's gone the distance once. So Yanni says he's due to go the distance. Uh, he's owned one in contender series, has missed weight uh, before four and one over his last five fights. He's won three straight fights via finish, is regional champion, four inches Tarlin, Romeus, three inches of reach, plus 160. Are you not entertained? Question mark is Romeus's nickname. You don't need a nickname with a name like his anyhow, but he has one regardless. Seven and one, two knockouts, four submissions, never been finished in a fight. He's won three straight fights. He's not lost since August of 2020. All of those three wins have come via submission. He used to fight at featherweight. Minus 200. Resume says, go with the dog, Tavares. I'm going to go with you on this dog here. I'm going to say this. This makes me feel bad. Because I loved interviewing Romeus. He's one of my favorite interviews of all time. That dude's hilarious. And if there was... If there was an MMA god who wanted us to be happy and didn't want us to be sad, Cortavius Romeus would win this fight. And I don't just mean because he's entertaining on the mic and he's a fun interview and he's a good dude. He's also so fun to watch, right? Like, he's he's the type of guy who comes forward, throws absolutely insanely wild punches, like from his shoulders, just winging right and left hands back to back to back to back until he gets on the inside doesn't care if he gives up a takedown or gets one himself, wants to be on the mat because he's got six submissions, whether off of his back or on top, his arm bars are nasty. He like reaches for guillotine. Like I would not be surprised if he jumps a guillotine in this fight. Like he is just so fun to watch. And, And I love watching him fight. And with that being said, this is the worst kind of opponent for that guy to fight. Because Tavares has got a very good jab, an incredible straight left. He uses pressure like a pro. Great footwork. He keeps distance well. I mean, I picked him in his first fight. Remember, this is a guy who has been on Contender Series this season. And he lost to um, uh, City, right? Seri uh, City. And I picked him in that fight. He was looking good until he got tagged with one punch in an early stoppage, which is why Dana's giving him a second shot. All of his shit is so crisp. And at the end of the day, like the work to the body, the pressure, the angles, the one, two, the jabs. I just think all of that is too much for Romeus. If Romeus gets a takedown or if he winds up on his back on the ground, does he have a chance of catching a submission? Yes. And I would say, if you're out here thinking, hey, I want to bet Romeus, I like like his body of work on the regional scene or whatever, cool. Bet Romeus, but bet him by submission. Don't bet him any other way because he ain't going to win this fight any other way. And I think Tavares has just got so many ways to win this fight. So the fact that Romeus is uh, an underdog, 
yes, definitely give me Romeus in this fight. Or uh, Tavares in this fight, rather. Tavares is an underdog. Yep. And the MMA God does not want us to be happy, Dan. The MMA God no, is they, vengeful. They want us to They're be super sad. vengeful. Yes. They, they give it and they take it away, but they mostly take it away. <laughs> yes. They're vengeful, vengeful gods, those MMA gods. All right. Let's recap Gumby's picks because his picks are the only real picks here. He's got Tavares as a nice sized dog. He's got Lima. He's got Finney. And he's got Maderos as a, another dog. And then starting off with the dog, Bittencourt. Did I get him all right? I think you got him all right. Yay. All right. That will be it for Contender Series. Come join us in the Discord and have fun with us watching Contender Series Tuesday night. I won't be watching because I'm always out of town on Tuesday nights. But Gumby and a whole slew of our friends will be in there at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, there, Gumby. I, I've, I've made it so you have to be in there now. I just said you're going to be there. So sorry. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I figure you're going to. I, th- I, I figure it's a I, good guess. I enjoy being in there. Yes. It's a good group. A good group of the gens. All right. That's the Discord. Twitter, SGP and MMA. Gummy runs that for us. And he gives out winning picks, like he said. So look out. Uh, follow that or whatever you need to do. Make sure you get, get those picks from us every week. He's at Gumby Reeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer on there and on Instagram. My... Substack is moneymma.substack.com. You get all my MMA writings, podcasts, and my free pick'em contest in your inbox pretty much every day. If you sign up, it's uh, like it's a moneymma.substack.com. Get Gumby, more Gumby in your ear holes, which is what we all need. Top Turtle MMA podcast. He drops it midweek. Do you know who's on this week? I do. Um, and this is a special shout out for a friend of our Discord. Uh, joining me to kick off this week's show is Carly Judici, who is a friend of Turnip's, uh, used to train with Turnip, uh, and recently won a contract on Contender Series despite not winning. So I talked with Carly Judici about her crazy fight week, and then I'm also talking to Ashley Yoder, who's fighting this, uh, this Saturday as well. The spider monkey is back. Uh, she's been on Top Turtle lots of times. A hundred times, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is Does Judici like... Does she uh, claim to know who Turnip is? Or she's like, who are you talking I, about? I never I, asked I've never her, heard of that guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real honest to Turnip here. Turnip, if you're listening still, which obviously you are. You'll <laughs> listen all the way to the end. I'm going to be honest. I wanted to ask her, like, hey, do you know Turnip? But then I wanted to be like, oh, fuck, I don't know Turnip's real name. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't just ask her if she knows a guy named Turnip. Like, he's that's not his real name. So I got halfway through the interview, and I was like, oh, I don't actually – I can't, like, actually – name drop him i don't know what his real name is <laughs> yeah she, she might say which turnip who knows maybe yeah, uh from, maybe maybe there's, from louisiana. there's more than one yeah. turnip there <laughs> apparently there's lots of turnips in louisiana all right so that's the top turtle and obviously all good things in the mma not don't just mma but sports gambling in general world is at sports and our patreon don't forget a patreon sports gambling slash patreon help us crush corporate gambling we'll be back on wednesday we got UFC fight night cards to start breaking down. So Wednesday, Thursday, we'll be doing that. Gummy, get us out of here. I'm Dana Gumby Freeland. He's Are You Not Entertained? Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Wednesday.